Hello and welcome to the 206 Podcast. My name is Mark. I'm coming to you from Seattle, Washington, and this is the Changing Directions interview series. Joining me today is Maya Kozier, director of She Paradise. Maya, welcome to the 206. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for being here. Now, this is your first feature-length film, so let's start with how the idea began for this movie and the development process from script to short film and then to the feature film as well. Yeah, um, so this film actually began with a conversation uh, between myself and Melina Brown. We both graduated from film school around the same time in New York, and I'm born and raised in Trinidad. Melina is of Jamaican parentage, even though she was raised in Florida. Um, and we both just felt like we wanted to tell stories set in the Caribbean region, um, especially from a woman's point of view. Um, and so we just started talking about, you know, possible ideas, warming up to collaborate. And I expressed to her my past as a dancer and a model and wanting to, to tell a coming of age story from, from that world. Um, and so when I graduated, I returned home to Trinidad and I started interviewing some of the dancers that I knew when I was actively dancing um, and co-writing the script with Melina while she was still in New York. Um, and we did that for about a year. We got a first draft of a screenplay and then we had to decide, okay, how, how are we going to get this film made? Um, I decided to shoot a short from a few of the scenes in the feature and use that short uh, to get people excited about the film. Um, so it started as a screenplay, and then it went and you know, then it became a short and then the, the short allowed us to win a grant, um, a small grant in Trinidad, which meant wow. great, we were greenlit to, to go and, and shoot the feature film. Yeah. No, that's great. It sounds like you had a good process there. Now, as you mentioned, Sheep Paradise is a coming-of-age story, although when I watched it, I would say it's not the type we typically see at the movies. And it's also, and I think you mentioned as well, it's 100% a female-centered story. So why was it important for you to tell this particular story, you know, based in the Caribbean and about this particular girl? Yeah, I'm curious to know uh, why it's not the type that you see in the movies. Well, it's... The question, Basso. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it doesn't have that typical kind of Hollywood mm. kind of style and and happy endings and that type of stuff. Right. So it, it's a very unique story in a unique yeah. setting, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we we, we definitely shied away from a fairy tale ending um, for this, and I, I yeah, I agree. I, I don't think a Hollywood happy ending would have served the story well either. Um, the ending is a bit open, uh, but it's intentionally open because we always, it always leaves everyone with a lot of questions, which then sparks a really interesting debate about what, what's happening, what's going to happen next. Right. Um, but regardless of what may feel unresolved in Sparkle's story, I think it was important that the audience feels like she's walking away changed, but also 
changed in that she doesn't have to rely on anyone but herself in that moment um she does she doesn't even have to rely on the sisterhood and she walks away with this newfound autonomy um so i i agree that her coming of age arc can almost you know mirror a fairy tale there is a there's a very deceptive mm. prince charming <laughs> um, <laughs> right yeah absolutely you know there's all there's all the elements but you know i think it it's important for us to bring it back to to real life um and to what actually does happen so so that you know we tell a story that you know feels honest but also closer i think to to what it really does feel like to come of age as a young woman um yeah oh, absolutely thank you now i've never been to the caribbean myself but the movie to me also felt very authentically caribbean i guess is what i'll say if that makes sense i mean the music the dancing the language so was that something you were really mindful of during the creative process for putting together this movie You know the authenticity is something that I was not mindful of. I think it was just a natural um end result of making a film about a world that I knew and that I you know I grew up in. Um I think uh you know so often filmmakers go out it's a communities and worlds and impose their own ideas um and their own observations and they're usually coming from an outsider's perspective right um and so when you when a world is very close to you authenticity isn't even a concern it's not it's not something you're thinking of i think it's, you know it's just like the choices you make are rooted in what in what really happens or what what this should be like um, or look like um So I, I do think, yeah, and I and I and I really appreciate that that authenticity reads to the viewers um, because I think that's really important. No, oh, absolutely. Thank you. Now, what was the biggest challenge for you over the course of making the movie? Uh, so this, I mean, there were a lot of challenges because it was shot um, on a micro budget in you know in Trinidad and. In the Caribbean, we we you know I I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, but we we don't really have, especially like in the West Indies and the English speaking Caribbean, like we don't really have a, like a thriving film industry, mm. um, and um, and so a lot of you know filmmakers, uh, you know, we, none of the films are coming out of a studio system. Filmmakers are defining their style and their voice and using whatever resources that they have available to them. Right. Um and so you know there were a lot of challenges you know budget wise um there were a lot of challenges just you know in terms of getting the things that we needed to shoot and to make the film um but I I would say though that one of the things that really kept the process going was everyone having an open mind to uh, around the filmmaking process True. and allowing the environment to inform us and to just have this kind of fluidity and flexibility as we were shooting um and so that 
mindset made it possible for us to, to continue to shoot and you know to make it happen oh thank you very much now one of the things that really stood out to me was Onessa Nestor's performance as Sparkle. And from what I, I read up a little bit about her and the movie, and she hadn't actually acted before. So how did you find her? And like, did you notice something in her right away when you did find find her? Yeah, I noticed something in her right away. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I had a very unconventional casting process. I had a casting call and luckily Onessa showed up um, but some of the other actors I found through Instagram or you know Shan was somebody that I went to high school with and actually danced with at some point um, so there was it was just kind of a mix in a way that we found people but Onessa showed up and I was just immediately convinced by her and I remember the first day on set when we shot the short and I saw her on camera I got you know so excited because <laughs> she just has this face that pulls you in and this energy that you know feels so natural and she just brought so much life to the character on page in a way that felt right um you know so yeah I was I was just really lucky that she decided to show up um and she grew she grew I feel like she grew so much from the shorts to the feature um which was also exciting because we were both growing simultaneously I felt like I was growing as direct and she also had so much growth through the whole process no that's great so you saw a big difference in her performance for the short compared to the to the feature version yeah yeah Oh, that's great. Now, um, once you started getting the movie out into film festivals, what has that experience been like for you? Like seeing the audience's reactions? And then I'm not sure, like, did you um, have like virtual only festivals? And then now starting with, with some of the more in-person type screenings, like what has that whole experience been like for you? Yeah, um, <laughs> the honest answer is that a lot of the excitement was sort of dwindled because, it, you know, the film got released during the pandemic. Right. Um, so it hasn't really had an audience, um, a, especially a Caribbean audience um, screening yet. Um, I, I so I think my hope is sometime in the near future to, to screen it in Trinidad, the, to screen the final cut in Trinidad. But Trinidad also right now is is um you know we were hit really hard by everything, so we still have a lot of um, really strict curfews. Um, you know beaches are closed, so my dream at some point is to, to really like get that audience reaction and that energy but it hasn't happened yet <laughs> wow well definitely something to look forward to then yeah so looking back on this whole process what is the number one thing that gives you a feeling of gratitude about making this movie yeah i think i think it was just a, the most i felt a lot of gratitude by the, com the community experience and especially from the friendships formed from making this. We made this with with a very small crew. Um, you know, we all we're all in our WhatsApp group together and the actors too, you know, and it's like 
it, it, it's almost like a family. And when I remember when the trailer came out, I sent it, and everybody was just like, "Oh my god, we did this!" And <laughs> at the time, you know, when we were on set, we just we we never really thought about where it would go, who would see it, what festivals it would get into. We were just like, "Oh well, we're here in Trinidad and making a movie <laughs> um, with whatever resources we have." Um, and so I think, you know, that kind of the, I think also too because it was just such a passion project that really relied on our drive to make a movie. It meant that you know we we got close. Um, everybody got close, and and those are kind of like you know the set was fun at least, even if it was a stressful set because because of resources, it was a fun set. Right. Um, and I think we've all kind of stayed in touch um, since then, and and those memories are memories that I think will last for you know for a long they're great memories um so i yeah i think that was like one of the most rewarding experiences just the collaboration you know between everyone no that's great thank you i'm glad you mentioned that sense of community because that i think that's probably one of the most important things is building those relationships over the course of a project like that mm -hmm. right well maya we're out of time, so thank you so much for speaking with me about your movie, and I wish you all the best in the future, and I hope everybody gets to see this movie soon. Thank you. All the best. All right, thank you for your time. My Hi. name is Mark. This is Maya Kozier. Her movie is She Paradise, and this is the Changing Directions Filmmaker Interview Series. All interviews and movie reviews are available on 206.com, including my review of She Paradise. Thank you so much. Be safe, and see you next time.